Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. show about the CW's Riverdale that is paid for and sponsored by The Dark. I'm Alex. I'm Justin, and a black hood has fallen over the sun, revealing a nighttime that no one knew was coming. I'm Pete. Oh, man, Pete, come on. That's what Pete is. He's the day man, and we are the night people. Ooh, we're the night people living underground, crawling our way upwards into the day, screaming at the sun. Tell us, day man, what is life like for you in the day? Uh, it's a normal, the way you guys should be talking. Let's so, talk about this insane episode. No, wait, I want to talk about the intro to our show first. So, Pete, we have a, a Twitter, a Twitter handle. It's at Comic Book Live. Twitter. Yeah, they, uh, we didn't have to pay for it or anything. They just gave it to us for free. It was pretty crazy. I've been crazy. paying for my Twitter for oh, so man. long. Oh, man, no, you got to get one of these free Twitters. Now, people are asking you online, Pete, why you don't participate in our opening bit. Yep. I mean, there are... Bits you can get behind because you think they're funny. And then there are other bits that seem to go on. It's how we introduce the show. It's how we've always introduced the show. Yeah, it's how we live. Yeah. It's It's what we do. I wouldn't call choices we make in our lives bits. Well, they're real. I I call them bits. I think that's why you don't participate. Mm. Yep. Uh, Actually, Adam Mann on Twitter says, just once, I would like to hear Pete go along with the opening bit. So he does use the term bit. He's using Pete's language. Oh, man. he's He's a Petan. Yeah, so... Thank you, Adam, first off, for listening. Thank you for all the people who listen. Uh, yeah, I think it's just one of those things where it's like, hey, there are certain things that, like, hey, this is awesome, we're all on board, and then there's certain things that, like, maybe not everybody's on board, and you can't wait till it's over. Let me ask you, Pete, what is, uh, you're an improviser, mm-hmm. uh, what is one of the fundamental principles of improv? Oh, you're talking about the philosophy of yes and? That is what I'm talking about. Huh, now, what do you say? Right. Then Alex uh, throws something out there, and I, sure. yes, and. Would you, what would you call what you're doing? Uh, well, since we're not an improv team, uh, I don't know what I would call what this is, We are improvising right now. Uh, I think we're talking right now. Are we really, though, Pete? Mm. This is interesting. I also want to mention that uh, Primetime Paulie G, another listener of ours, says uh, in response to our last episode where we asked, uh, was this week's Riverdale the best yet? He says, yes, it was the best. Wasn't sure if hashtag Riverdale gigantic R, because they have that uh, hashtag emoji there, would introduce a supernatural element, but it worked. Thumbs up. Also, let Alex and Justin do their bits. It's half of why I listen not to hear Pete's rules of relationships every week. Oh, burn. Sick burn, bro. Uh, yeah, hey, well, everybody's got their opinions, you know, <laughs> man, it's great. Man, you're usually so fan-focused, but this is not breaking well, you. I thought this would break you. Pete really met his critics head on. I, you know, I, there's validity to what they're saying. 
You know? Great. But you're not going to buckle. Uh, I mean, I think there are things where you say, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should adjust how I look at this or how I do things. Sure. And then there are times where it's like, I'm in too deep, man. I can't go back now. I mean, we're how many episodes in? Are you guys doing that stupid opening? Oh, That's so you're kind so of... <laughs> <laughs> so you're kind of yes at it yourself, but nobody else is. What's it, but going it's on. also crazy because we do that. We do that opening, and then we're like, okay, let's talk about the show. And you're like, this show's the fucking best. My life is this show. And I'm like, your life is this show, and you can't go along with our little voice at the time. The only yeah. thing that makes us happy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you guys, uh, you know, I feel bad that I'm taking away from your happiness, but not bad enough where I would change. You know Here's what, I mean? what I'm going to say. When we originally started a Riverdale podcast, I want to say 30 years ago, yep. we decided that we were going to go into this wholeheartedly, and I wanted to do this, and I said this, I was pretty open to you guys, because I wanted to finally do a deep voice on a podcast. <laughs> it has been. <laughs> so why won't you let me do this, Pete? <laughs> Oh, oh man! Well, the problem is, this is your fault. You got me involved in something uh, that we wouldn't that know the love. outcome. Like I w- just wanted to hate this show, but now I'm in too deep. I'm way too invested in these characters. Yeah. Way too invested. Uh, this, is, this shows your jingle jangle. Yeah. Oh man, I can't. I can't quit. It was you, Pete. It was you all along. No. All right. Let's talk about this episode of the show. The latest episode of Riverdale starts off hot. Hot and heavy. <laughs> that's just okay, what, uh, that's a little creepy. It's called House of the Devil, which, uh, as we all know, is a Rob Zombie movie, right? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> that's definitely the that's reference. Great. Well, most of the titles this season are, and I think last season as well, are named after horror movies or horror-inflected movies. Well, I do think this season specifically is yeah. uh, making reference to those. Yeah, and I'm just glad the, they weren't like doing that when they said the title, kind of look at the camera moment that I felt like was the last episode. Yes. Well, let's uh, let's talk about Man, you how really, this... really ground your yeah, gears. It, it, it got yeah. uh, let's talk about how this episode kicks off with a lovable old sex montage. Oh, as sex Veronica montage. Archie, sex montage. Uh, Archie I know and Veronica. This is something that I know... And heavy. This is something I know that Pete was like, yes, 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 and, 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 yes, <laughs> and. So, Pete, why don't you give it, give it to us? Well... So the we have like three kind of sex montages and it ends with the classic making love in front of the fireplace on a bearskin rug. But the one before that, I felt like Veronica had the best outfit on. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I God. felt like right, the I'm... just the wearing kind of like just Jesus the dress Pete. t-shirt with nothing else was pretty oh. damn hot. And for those of you listening at home, I know Pete doesn't go along with our opening intro. That's because he's <laughs> peeping into high schoolers' windows watching them have sex. Dude, what the fuck? Here's what That's I would say about say this like opening that. sex montage is I know we've watched a season and a half or so of the show so far, but there's still a part of me that's like, oh, Archie, that's the show where they go to Pop's malt shop and they share a malt and isn't that super naughty? And here they're like, they're fucking on a bearskin rug. There's there's levels there that's like, it's still making me feel icky and uncomfortable mm. Alex, that it is an Archie show. Yes. Our little children have grown up. And oh, man. they uh, have urges. Urges they that they need to And that's satisfy. natural. That's and natural. there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is funny, though, to what you're saying. Like, their relationship, they take it they have the most modern relationship i feel like betty and jughead have sort of like a sweet like more uh sort of classic archie uh, style relationship Mm -hmm. where they're like they kiss they make out but it's nothing serious when archie and uh veronica are just like yo go on yeah they go (laughs) pretty much yes that's the thing is i i think you're absolutely right like there's a level of there's also, it's a level beyond other high school shows, where high school shows, it's usually like the end of the first season, you have the two main characters like, should we lose our virginity at prom? And they're like, no, let's wait. And this is like, yo, you, you broke when your head. When was the last time on... you watched TV, dude? Uh, I don't know, 1956, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's so. just catching up on season three of Leave it to Beaver. <laughs> oh, man, that got crazy, Raji. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I don't want to spend too much time talking about this, but it's, it's definitely like... TV's different nowadays, is oh I guess God. what yeah. I mean. Old man Velvet over here. But it does lead to a big event. It leads to a big event, which is Archie says, I love you to Veronica. That was huge, especially because like as soon as it happened, it was like this awkward, like, oh, shit. Uh, uh, and then we're both like, oh, well, I've got this thing, and oh, you should go. And yeah, it was... 
I liked how awkward and real that moment was. Yeah, yeah, I was okay with it. I think, actually, if anything, conversely to what I just said, I was a little bummed out that we went for the typical one person says I love you and the other person does it and they feel awkward and uncomfortable about it plot line because that I have seen a million times on not just teen shows but every show. True, but I would argue that uh, with but, Archie, I feel like if a dog licks Archie's face, he's like, I love you! <laughs> I love you, dog! So, like, I buy that Archie is the type of person, type of character that yeah. he like. Like, he loved Grundy, he he loves every. He loves his guitar. Yeah, he has sex with his guitar. He does. Yeah, his guitar actually was like, "You got a broken ass coming to that shower, dude." Yeah, so dude. then we uh, we have Veronica uh, w- talking with her parents, and the parents revealing that the Black Hood sent them a letter, but no big deal because like everyone got a letter, so you know don't worry too much about it, Veronica. I do like how unconcerned the Lodges are. I mean, it certainly indicates, and I'm sure we'll get to this at some point towards the end of the episode, that they are involved in some way, but they run shit so much at this point that a mass murderer, I mean, this is exaggerating to call him a mass murderer, but a serial killer at the very least going crazy does not matter to them at all. Well, that's what I... That's one I of mean, the when you're evil, you're not scared by more evil. They're ice cold. I, yeah. The one thing that... One of the things that bothers me the most about this season is Hermione Lodge totally transformed, and they have never, like, given her a chance to yeah. be... To explain that, or at least, like, reveal what happened. Like, yeah. it, it should, they just totally flipped the and switch. And also in this episode, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but Veronica has this moment where she's struggling with the I love you, and then she's like... Mom, oh my God, you've never said I love you to dad, like ever. And it's like this moment of like, oh my God, my mom is like crazy cold and might not love, you know? So I mean, we've talked about this a lot. They did such a good job with Hermione Lodge in the first season. It's a bummer to not see yeah. yes. more of her We're in seeing the like second half season. Of her. It's, exactly. I yeah. hope they get to it in the back half of the season, but... What I feel like they've been doing is they did a really good job of reorienting on the kids Mm -hmm. in this first half of the season versus season one, which was pretty balanced between the kids and the adults. Here, the adults are getting a lot to do, but it is much more about particularly the main quattro. Uh, but I like that you sort of auditioned saying Quattro in your head yeah. and then said it out loud. Yeah. And yeah, it worked out. Check. I think you really landed it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's really. Were you going to say quartet and then you were like, oops, I said Quattro. No, that's the correct word. <laughs> uh, Couldn't think of it. But speaking <laughs> of. I'm sorry to call you out, but it was very funny hey, how you said it. It's a good razor. Yeah, no. <laughs> Only. Ah. And the beauty of that, it's uh, the Archie, Betty, Jughead, and Veronica of Blades <laughs> at the same time. I'm all four of them Yeah, your with face. Kevin Keller as the moisturizing strip. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and guys, when you listen at home, think of that next time you're shaving. Absolutely. Just how all your favorite friends are there <laughs> shaving, and then Kevin is slightly moisturizing your face. Yeah, can't have uh, Veronica come into the shower with your broken arm, but you can't have five blades. <laughs> uh, did I anyways, make it creepy? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, you did. Sorry, guys. But you got to use your deep voice, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So speaking of parents and their roles, I really liked the conversation Luke Perry had with Archie and how uh, honest and open it was where it's like, hey, listen, son, sometimes uh, when it comes to love, uh, some people are quicker to say those three words than others. And, you and know, some people it's are not- too dumb to understand anything. <laughs> and that's you, son. I But, okay, there's two things I want to say about... I thought that about- was a good talk because it's like, Archie, there's no need to freak out yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you said it first... It doesn't mean it's over. Luke Perry is someone... the constant moderating force in Archie's life. He's like, son, cool it. Here's what's go- really going Luke on. Luke Perry is a fantastic father. You wish he was your dad. Maybe. Okay. Uh, that's that's the I, closest Here's to my it. two problems with... Uh, I'm just going to call him Fred Andrews. I'm sorry. I'm not going to bow to this hegemony of calling him Luke Perry. Is, is First of all, same problem as Hermione. There's just not a lot going on with Fred since he got shot at the beginning of the season. He'll pop in for a scene, give some good advice, and that's it. And they're good scenes. They're fun. But there was so much going on with him and Hermione. I mean, maybe that's the reason both of them are lacking is that they've been separated in their plot lines. I want to see more from him. I want to see him interact and get more involved in a way. Instead, he pops in as like, you fucking a bunch, kid? Good for you. See you later. And that's, that's pretty much it. That's, that's not advice. what he's like. That's well, not but, what he's like. But like to rebut that a little bit, 
you're come from a perspective of being uh, a parent and you want more of yourself in the show. Nobody cares about the parent, okay? You care about the main character. You care about, like, the kid, you know, the parent's just there every once in a while barking shit at you. It is crazy. I'm sorry to interrupt. It, It is crazy to me that you think I want more of myself in the show. Yes, I run a construction firm. Yes, my wife left me and moved to Chicago. Yes, I had an affair with somebody else's wife while they were in prison. Uh, yes, my son's name is Archie, but I don't see why you're making this comparison. Okay. And you're, let's be honest, your son is a sweet six-pack. Oh, my God. <laughs> Probably an eight-pack or maybe even a ten-pack. You should check on that. Yeah, uh, I do. Every night I walk yeah, around and you, I just rub his ass a little bit. You count the packs before you <laughs> yeah. go to bed. You just hey, make sure they're all work, there. son. A thousand more sit-ups. <laughs> uh, so let me ask you this, Pete. So you want, obviously, Luke Perry to be your dad. With this recent comment, do you want Alex to be your dad? No. Pete, well, can he I, is. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> can I give you a little bit of advice, Pete? Sure. All right, Pete, you got to calm down a little bit on the podcast, and you got to go with things. If we say things, if Justin says something like, hey, do you want Alex to be your dad? Yes, and that. Yeah. That's oh. what I want to hear you do. Here's what, you I know want. what I want to hear. Shove it, Dad. I want to hear yes, and I want you to be my other dad. <laughs> your your two dads. So what I was going to say about that, though, is it's interesting to hearing you say like how both, uh, when I said Hermione's been downplayed and you said uh, Fred Andrews has been downplayed, maybe they're saving them for some explosive, because their relationship was such a large part of yeah. season one, and it's such a strong part of it, I thought. So maybe they're like sort of pulling back the catapult, and they're going to launch them. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what necessarily what's going to happen next week. Uh, I think they're probably in some way going to start wrapping up the Black Hood storyline. but. Rap- Wrapping it up. I mean, we don't well, even know I, I who think, it is. I don't know how much longer they can go with this, honestly. But I feel like we're building up Hiram Lodge in the first half of the season, right? And then he becomes the big bad in the second half of the season after we come back from the break. So maybe to your point, we are going to see once Hiram is built up, once whatever he is trying to do is enacted his plan, we're going to see more of Hermione and Fred when Hiram potentially goes too far on things, push back there. That's interesting, though. I think if the Black Hood storyline ends in the next episode before, I guess that's like the season break. Yeah, half, that's half, the mid-season uh, finale. Uh, then we're, are we going to lose all the horror? Because I think the horror has been such a strong genre element Ooh, in this series. Yeah. Moving into like Hiram being just a regular like corporate villain in the future, uh, if that's the back half of the season. I, that I don't know. I think... Uh, I uh, understand and I agree with what you're saying. I'm not sure how I do it, but given the first season and the first half of this season, at this point, the horror element and the killer element is such a part of the show's DNA that I don't think they could move into just straight soap opera. I agree, but then what's the what's the killer? I mean, that's why I liked your theory uh, last time about the uh, there being m- like multiple like the Black Hood is more of a conspiracy as yeah to, there's a couple people uh, just yeah. like yeah I don't know we'll see I around. mean I think there's we'll still see. a lot of history stuff that they gotta have to get back to but what what Pete no I'm just saying we'll see we're doing a lot of speculation let's talk about the things that actually All right, happened talk about the talk things about. that actually happened Go so for it. we had this fun kind of moment where we had the old switcheroo where uh, Betty or I'm sorry uh, Jughead and Betty. Uh, ask uh, Veronica and Archie, hey, can you guys be us for a little bit? Because we're, like, super busy. Um, so, well, so they figured out, uh, just to get back and give it, we actually didn't do any recap at the top of this episode. We did. Because it we was started glorious. just, like, ragging on each other, like, yeah. hardcore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, just like the in hardcore. In the previous episode of Tales from the Dark Side, we found out uh, via the Candyman that... Sugar um, Man. No, no, no. The actual Candyman for the movies, the guy oh. who plays Candyman, uh, told Jughead that there was a previous killer called the Reaper uh, that killed a bunch of people. He thinks that the Reaper is the same person as the Black Hood. Uh, and this episode, they decide to look into it. So B- Bughead finds out that, yeah, maybe there was actually a murder in this house. They find out that it was a house that the Black Hood had sent Betty to a couple of episodes back to look at a mirror and see a dark reflection of herself. She was like, I can't look at mirrors anymore. It really fucks me up. So they can't do it because FP has just gotten out of prison and they got to go throw a party for FP. So instead they said Veronica and Archie to go investigate. And Pete. Yeah, yeah, so uh, they ended up uh, going to this devil's house 
And uh, we kind of find out why, because it was this yeah, weird and line. And the devil's like, there. He's like, oh, come on in. Well, that was a guys, funny thing. I was, was like, just finishing dinner. Veronica's <laughs> like, well, what if the devil's home? We don't want to go there. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, but uh, we find out why the old sheriff spent so much time in this house. It's where he kept the files. It's where he went to that house to do the work, which is weird. Um, I mean, uh, Sheriff Keller does that shit, too. Yeah. Okay. These sheriffs, sheriffs are the fucked up, yeah. man. Well, sheriffs sh- always take their work home. Okay, anyways. So Just that's like where the expression those. comes from. Sheriffs so, always take the work home. That's I, when, could, when somebody, hold on, I'm just saying, when somebody is like very studious and like really on it and very lawful, uh, you always say, sheriffs always take the work home. Yeah. And yeah, that's why like, it's like, there's a new sheriff in town, means it's someone who works at home a lot. Yeah, shut the fuck up. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, Archie and Veronica uh, very quickly uncover something that apparently years of police work could not figure out, that there was five family members, not just four. I don't, I don't think that's exactly true. So they find a picture of the family. There's five people in it. I don't think nobody uncovered it. I think just they uncovered it. Okay. That's all. I, think, <laughs> I don't think it was hidden. It was just new information to them. So they find out that there was a fifth family member, which they're totally shocked about because they've discovered new information about a thing that they literally discovered like earlier on that day and it blows, blows their mind. Uh, and so <laughs> then they decide to investigate it. Uh, Archie and Veronica head back to the school. To and, go through every yearbook. Yep, and they go through every yearbook and they find out that the fifth family member was the creepy janitor. Janitor. Fuck janitors, man. So if you found out that somebody was a kid watched their entire family get murdered, and you found out who it is, what would your first reaction be, Justin? I'd be like, that guy's not the murderer because he's seen murders, and he knows how bad they are. Yeah, you'd probably go up and compassionately talk to him and be like, listen, I just found no, out some dude, information yeah, you about wouldn't... you. Are you okay? You'd think you'd do that, but what you actually should probably do is go into a hallway and be like, I know who the fuck you are. Chase him down, throw him against a wall, and threaten his very life. Because yeah, that's what that's, stupid Archie that's does. decision making. Yeah, I couldn't believe that that's what that was, was happening. That was crazy. It was insane. Time we time think you're again. the Black Hood, and we're going to call you out in this dark room where nobody else is. Time well, time again, I had Archie a bigger problem the with the choice. It was a crazy choice. You, I understand the, why you're saying what you're saying, but the idea that their first reaction was like, not he witnessed his whole family getting murdered. Isn't this terrible? We need to very slowly broach this information to him. It was, we're going to chase him down and beat the shit out of him. Yeah. That's a crazy choice. Yeah, it seems like something I would do. Right. And like, that's what you mean, Archie? You would be Archie? I would be Archie in that situation. Because I, I was about to say, sorry to say this now that you've aligned yourself with him, they write Archie to be the dumbest character, maybe on television. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, listen, in the yeah, text you guys of the show... L- you hate how dumb Archie is. Yeah, it's a big deal to you. Yes, and it you is. you like how dumb he is? I, I don't have a problem with the fact that somebody's not as intelligent as other people. And I don't constantly point it out. But it's not about a testing of his intelligence. It's about he makes terrible decisions So what? Constantly. He's a dumb guy. Who cares? I, I think the weird thing about the way this one was played is in the text of the show, it seems like, oh, this is the right thing to do because maybe he's the killer and maybe he's the black hood. But it just seems like in the context of the real world, an insane thing to do to a person. It makes Archie a, a villain. Yes. And a lot of the, this season specifically, he's made a lot of choices where I'm like, yeah, yo, this is a choices. bad guy. Yeah. yeah. He decides to form an entire gang to patrol, a vigilante gang to patrol the city because mm-hmm. of a weird connection that he's made. And where where's the Red Circle? What have they been up to lately? Yeah, yeah he yeah. tells Veronica, no, I love them. you, which is like fucked up. Dude, yeah. I, I thought that was good. Dude, solid how move. long have you been dating? Like, calm down. You know what I'm talking Dude, about? Dude, yeah, if no, you I've, feel sorry. I, I still haven't it. told my wife I love you. Yeah, no. it's good. That's good. And like when that day comes, like it's going to be super Yeah, it's going to mean something. It's going to be super special. She'll be like, wow, I'm really glad we had two kids first. All <laughs> right, so then we had this weird moment where Betty was looking I herself. I like, like you, but let's make the second kid. I want to see what happens. <laughs> Did you want to roll the dice on this? Let's just see how it plays out. <laughs> Did you think it was weird how when Betty was saying like, oh, yeah, I went to that weird devil house and I looked at myself in the mirror and it got real creepy for me. Then we have a scene where Betty is literally looking in the mirror and being like super creepy. 
Like she was like, oh, I might do a creepy serpent dance. Like I'm not sure what I'm going right. to do. Right. Well, that's called thematic resonance. So let's take a step back and set this up. The <laughs> so Betty is feeling a little uh, disjointed from Jughead because of all the serpent business he has yeah. going on. So he heads and talks to she heads and talks to Tony Topaz and finds out I want to become a serpent. How can I become a serpent? My mom was a serpent. Mm-hmm. I want to be close to Jughead. This is such an important part of his life. Uh, I want to get on a bike and wear a cool jacket too. So right. she has to be sorted by the sorting hat. Yes, by the by Tony Topaz, who is sounds like a character right out of Harry Potter. <laughs> so uh, she finds out Tony Topaz is like, ah, oh, there's there's a way of getting into the serpents. Actually, Tony Topaz doesn't tell her. An old drunk at the White Worm tells her, uh, and Tony Topaz is like, oh, there's a uh, there's an old thing. It's super sexist, but you have to do the uh, snake dance. Yes. I'm sorry, but is it just me or did the white worm change? Like, I thought the white worm was more of like kind of a raver club the first time we saw it. No, now it seems club. like a no, no, saloon. No. There's Riverdale has a bunch of different I all so. night clubs. Uh, like all night clubs are open uh, during the day. Okay. <laughs> so there's the club that doesn't really check IDs and lets teens in and lets them drink. And What's that's the name packed, of that club? Uh, cool Dudes Club. Okay. And that's packed all the time. And then there's the yeah. white worm, okay. which has always been the serpent bar. Uh, the other oh, they're okay. both called the white worm with a different spelling <laughs> for some yes. reason every there's a long yeah. idea yeah the first one is white uh w-y-r-m and yeah. the second one is w-h-y-t-e-w-y-r-m yeah okay. it's a yeah. fun switch that, I, yeah, my mistake cool. i'm sorry but yes. like when you want to go to a bar you want to go to a place named the white worm so it makes a lot of total sense well if you're yeah. you want to get drunk yeah we should also mention they haven't established this yet this is coming up in an upcoming episode but there's also a fishing store called the white worm yeah oh. for only the most but regular spelling uh, yeah, with all wise, <laughs> <It's nothing. laughs> they actually have a sign outside. Nothing but wise. <laughs> all right, <laughs> so they do set that sign out front. That's pretty so, weird. So yeah, the Wi-Fi uh, A drunk lady reveals <laughs> that to be a serpent, you just got to do a sexy serpent dance. Yeah, well, they say like you got to do. I don't remember what they call it. They call it like the snake dance or something like that. And they're like, oh, what's the snake dance? And they're like, oh, it's a sexist tradition. And then they cut to a, somebody doing a pole dance, and you're like. It's a pole dance. It's not. It's not some hmm. complicated thing. They're keeping it secret for a very long time. But uh, the, you were the, hoping for some Balinese mask dance. I was hoping for something. <laughs> Most of the initiation rites are like, stick your hand in a bucket, yell at a guy. Yeah, yeah. Dance the end. <laughs> that's it. They're just not that complicated. But it was great hearing know. that and being like, oh well, I guess that's something that won't happen in a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it didn't actually, and that was the end of that plot line. Yeah. Because Betty made the right decision. Yeah, she's not going to do I, some I, dumb I w- sexist dance. Yeah, I, I wish, but that's not what happened. No, it's not what happened. So uh, to set up the thing with the mirror, then she starts to look at herself in the mirror and is like, oh, maybe. Maybe I could be sexy. Yeah, maybe. And she takes her hair down. Yeah. And she takes off her glasses, and suddenly she's beautiful. I was hoping <laughs> for dark Betty, she's but we that. got like a creepy. I fancy. thought there were a couple of times this episode we were, we might have gotten yeah. dark Betty. Yeah, we didn't. I feel so like disappointed. It, uh, what I, I like robbed. the way they're doing it. It's very subtle, uh, and I think because I think that it is that, and I think they're just like because they have done a great job of not referencing that this season, right? But I feel like maybe tiny ways. Yeah. I, I want to see her go full dark, Betty. Me I mean, too. Can't wait. Full dark, no stars. Yep. Uh, so then we got this. Uh, so we have the party. Uh, oh, I would like to talk about, like, I was a little upset at Cheryl this episode. Yeah? Cheryl was kind of just mean. And, you know, I, I know she's dealing with a lot, but it's, I, I can't wait for Cheryl to get back to being Cheryl again. I don't know. She did give Josie a massage. Yeah, but she also yelled at that janitor. Right. So uh, let's just just talk about the scene for a second. That's totally on, like, Cheryl is a wild card. That's like her whole thing. I I agree with that. I think generally speaking, when Cheryl does not have a plot line in an episode, what they do is they default towards Cheryl Mean Girl. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. I think that's fine because she does it so well. But the thing that I thought was really interesting about this scene is we had Josie and Cheryl. They're in the locker room together. They just showered after cheerleading practice, I assume. Right. Uh, and Cheryl looks at Josie's back and is like, ooh, you got all these cords popping out everywhere. You need a massage. And Josie says, oh, yeah, really? And then Cheryl says, yeah, yeah, I've actually got some lotion here. You want me to give you a massage? And Josie's like, what do yeah. you want? And she starts massaging her, at which point the janitor walks in on them. 
clearly in a way of setting up like, oh, we think he's the Black Hood at this point. We think he's going to be like, you are sinners and I'm going to destroy you. But really just Cheryl kicks him out and it turns out not to pan out later. Um, or maybe it'll pan out next episode. We'll see. Uh, but I I don't know. I, I had ended up uh, talking to the actresses who played Josie and Cheryl before the season on the CW carpet, asked them about relationships going forward and they both were like super interested in the idea of a bisexual relationship mm-hmm. I think I would love to see Josie and Cheryl together I think that, that would, would be, be really that fun would be cool I mean it right. definitely feels like there's definitely a direct a direction there they could make that choice yeah it was mostly played for laughs in terms of the scene I think but what maybe, I, I would like to see that going forward what I think made me mad is when she purposely knocked over her milkshake Yes. So she knocked over a milkshake, which was interesting because she sang milkshake just a few episodes back uh, and made FP clean the book. Yeah. I don't know. Did you think when you watched that scene, I don't think it played out this way, but did you think that uh, Cheryl was in on something with FP? Really? It was, they had a moment where Cheryl kind of like touched her eye a little bit and then FP nodded and then she knocked over the milkshake and yelled at him. Wow, I yeah. did not see that. I just saw her knock over the milkshake because she's like, "What the fuck is that?" I don't know. I here? might have been misreading it, yeah. but it I felt think like you there want was some... Cheryl to be something more than just. Me. She became a dark Avenger last episode. I'd like to see that continue. No, well, and let's, I, not, let's not forget that Cheryl testified on behalf of FP. Yes, uh, so there is definitely a connection there. There is a connection there. It would be interesting if there was some greater game going on. They were playing something. I in the hope background. so because I don't want her to be. Just mean. I like her as a character when she's doing other things. Yeah, she's never just. I mean, she's mean one scene and then totally not the next scene. So I think like you don't have to worry about her like being normal. Okay, cool. Can we get back to the main plot of the episode? Yes. So, is there anything we need to talk about before the big party at the end? I mean, there was a bunch of stuff with Veronica and Archie. Archie constantly being like, "Hey, can we talk about something?" And Veronica being like, "Instead, we're too busy let's, yeah, solve, solving murders." Yeah, no time for a conversation, particularly when we travel from one place to another. Yep. Yeah, that's no good time to talk. Yeah, no. Uh, well, because these people, like, they blip out of existence at the end of a scene, and yeah. then, then they come back. They just go into yeah. a resting phase, like, yeah. all week until I see you guys. Exactly. Uh, it's the best. Uh, but so we end up at the big party for FP. It's a retirement party. Oh, yes. I want to talk about the entrance. Uh, Mrs. Cooper. No, wait. We should actually take a step back first, okay. because something important happens before the party, which is that uh, Penny, great name, uh, ends up... Uh, calling back Jughead and saying, hey, Jughead, you work for me still. And Jughead's like, it was a one-time thing. And she's like, I have footage of you and your dumb, stupid, red-haired but friend. But what's dumb is Jughead knows it's not a one-head thing, a one-time thing. He said that before, and she was like, no, I own you now. And he's like, oh. And he just keeps trying to make it a one, man, a one thing, and it's not. And he's yeah. in real trouble. Yeah. So they all end up at the party, uh, at which point... Mrs. Cooper and Betty make an entrance. That's right. what you wanted to but talk about. Mrs. Cooper is killing entrances lately. That yeah. wedding entrance was amazing. This one, just as dope, walking in with her daughter and like walking right up to the bar. They like know her drink, and she's like, let's get turned up. Yeah, she it was. It was cool entrance. I do think that they are. They're building up towards something that again we keep talking about, hoping to see this flashback episode, but. Uh, that's where that's what needs to happen. I yes. want to see Betty's mom that's as, the dam uh, that needs to break. as a snake back in the day for sure. Once a serpent, yeah. always a serpent. Yes. And we did get to see that a little bit this episode. I mean, I feel like the way that she was this episode scratches a little bit of that flashback itch. Mm -hmm. But I agree with you. There's so much stuff that's happened that they've left out at this point. Um, It's smart. It's a really smart way of fueling a lot of storylines, which I think is great. But it would be so nice to just see them. Yeah. That sounded really creepy. <laughs> I don't know why that sounded so creepy. I'm really sorry about that, you guys. So they all end up at the bar. Uh, Mrs. Cooper is dressed in full serpent gear. Betty is kind of like a little unbuttoned, and she's yeah. looking like Ponytail a ready. down. Yeah, she is DTF. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, man. You mean- down to Fred. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, so uh, Archie, who is a little cold, like, hey, uh, I signed us up for a duet. I hope you can still at least sing with me. Oh, that was fantastic shade he was throwing. Absolutely fantastic. 
These guys sing a lot for each other. More they than do. my friends did. More yes. than we do with each other. So let's talk so, about their choice of songs. So, well, it was perfect for what was going on in the relationship. Sure. But, okay. So Archie signs them up to sing a song, which is a weird thing to do at a it's, biker bar anyway. Oh, yeah, a karaoke at a retirement bar? party? Yeah. Uh, at a retirement party well, for a biker talked about karaoke for like three scenes. Like, hey, karaoke. Hey, karaoke. I Why understand. But that? again, like, it's a weird thing to have there when like they're like, we're a hard core biker gang that loves karaoke and loves I mean, to watch teenagers like duet karaoke. on Mad World. That, that was the thing. Like, there was something about the selection of song where they're like, everybody's like, yeah, Mad World. Woo! Oh, man. Bikers love Donnie Darko. Yeah, yes. They well, do. that's they set it up that way. I mean, they talk about that it's your favorite song from Donnie Darko, which is a silly way of setting it up. It's also weird that they would ever be like, Donnie Darko exists in this world. <laughs> right. Donnie Darko exists here, and as regular teenagers, we know what it is and love it. Yeah. Um, but they, they end up singing Mad World. Which I... It's one of those things where if it works, it's powerful. If it doesn't, it feels forced. It was fine. I, I was mostly fine with the Archie and Veronica duet, uh, particularly because they get upset in the middle and they break off right. and leave. And just like the way she was like looking at him and thinking about the lyrics, I liked that part. I thought yeah. it was cool. It, yeah. What bothered me, it started to bother me after they left, that everybody in the biker bar was like, Ooh. oh, come on, Mad Finish World. Song. Keep singing Mad yeah, World. Yeah. We love Mad World. They love that But luckily, version. Betty was like, hey, this seems like a perfect time for a creepy dance right so she comes up and of course uh starts singing to mad world then starts doing a staring second, at jughead staring at jughead staring at the jughead uh and <laughs> she uh ends up stripping and while she's stripping that she does a pole dance somehow she previously recorded her vocals for mad world because they keep playing while she's doing her pole dance well a lot of the serpent initiation is about um pre- pre-production <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> they're, very big, they're very big on like yeah. having your yeah. shit locked uh, in. pre-pro yeah exactly a lot of pre-pro none of this yeah. like a lot of the ghoulies are like we'll fix it in post i mean when was the last <laughs> time you the guys serpent like that's oh. the hilarious difference between yeah, the two no, of them. i have a projection uh sequence. yeah exactly yeah so i'm like just random fireworks i set off mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. whiz bangs a lot of smoke bombs yeah 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 you gotta go that's a, kara- a hey guys weeks at that's karaoke yeah so anyways, uh, creepy dance. Yeah, I just want to say that was a creepy dance. That was not a sexy dance. That no, was just a weird creepy dance. creepy dance. But what was bothering me the most was Jughead frozen. Like, why wasn't he running on stage to help her? Why wasn't he help doing her? Some- help her during the day- do the dance? No, just be like, uh, you know, because FP runs up there, puts his jacket around her. It's like, okay, that was enough of that. Because I think Jughead feels conflicted. You know, he wants... There's a part of him that is like... Join me. Yeah, I... He is attracted to her. He's yeah. her his girlfriend. So he's yeah. he's his girlfriend doing a sexy dance. You don't have to give us the sex talk. Yeah, Dad. We're cool. When, when a jughead and a buddy buddy of his <laughs> a buddy? A buddy, a love each other very much. Uh sometimes they do, do you have a sex snake with dance. Bunnies? I mean Yeah, yeah I, like rabbits. Don't hop and tell. I always say oh, you know what I'm talking man. about. Gross. Yeah. And Easter is coming. So anyways. <laughs> it sure is. Oh, God. I so uh, Betty, do, Betty does the dance. Jughead is frozen. And I think rightly so because he doesn't know what to do. Like, Betty is up there. She clearly feels like she is taking control. She is in her own element. So I don't think he wants to destroy that. But he also doesn't want this to happen. And I think he also knows not to jump ahead. But he's going to have to break up with Betty. After this, just to save her, to get her out of this life, yeah. because she before she gets She's sucked down the road to Dark Betty, yeah, he's a bad boy who's also writing a very well researched novel, and <laughs> she's a good girl who also wants to be a bad girl. But so his bad boy and writing, there was a nice moment there where uh, Jughead and FP were took their bikes out, were living the snake life, and FP was talking with his son and being like, "Hey, listen, kid, you know, I." Wanted a better life for you. I, you know, I wanted you to, and he's like, Dad, I know what I'm Sorry, doing. Sorry, I wanted a better snake life for you. Yeah. Okay, go on. And, uh, Dad, I know what you're doing, but I, I thought it was a cool moment where his dad was like, as long as you keep writing. And that, to me, that says a lot. Like, he knows yeah. his passions. He knows his son, even though, you know, he's in jail and a drunk and a lot of other yeah. things. Keep writing it's, and sell. And he knows that the snake life, snakes don't have hands. You can't write without hands. Yeah, but you could probably like oh dictate stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 you could do dictate. Tongue it up. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyways. Technical writing trip. Did you go to Dartmouth as well for writing? <laughs> you took uh, Mr. Uh, Smithers class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He always used to teach Say us. Say yes and, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I, wow. I think yes and doesn't uh, apply to... Uh, not well thought out jokes, yeah. <laughs> or just not knowing what's going on and hoping that a detail will st- come come at you. But you notice I didn't scream at him oh, when I uh, I didn't so do, I didn't jump right into so, I fucking hate this. Uh, so, anyways, FP jumps on stage, saves the day, puts a jacket over Betty, and it's like, hey, uh, I'm not fucking retired. I'm I'm the opposite of retired. We're gonna crank this to eleven. Shit's about to get crazy in here. Yeah. So yeah, he becomes a serpent again to save Jughead uh, because Jughead is uh, owes Penny. But if FP jumps back in and becomes the leader of the serpents again, he could make sure that Jughead's debt is paid because he controls it. He can get Betty out of there. Things are clearly out of control, and FP hates it. Yeah, how did you feel about the Godfather kiss? That was really powerful. I thought it was kind of silly, honestly. Fuck so, it's a little, because it's... Fuck you, man. Their relationship... Whoa. You talk about all the fucking silly shit in the world that you're cool with, and all of a sudden, uh, a Godfather moment happens, and uh, which is organic, and I thought well used, and you're like, oh, it was silly. The what, the, like, what the fuck is so silly about talking about a snake trying to write a novel? That's what I'm trying to say. I feel like that's a very serious thing. Yeah. Like when I was talking about having sex with buddies and other things. Again, Serious things that we talk about yeah, on this exactly. podcast. Here comes Peter Cottontail hopping down the bunny trail. Wait, uh, wait. I'm like I'm talking about like taking the class of Darwin with Mr. Smiley. So I think we're all. Anyways, tug it up. I thought I thought it was cool. I thought it was a cool moment where he says to his son, "I know it was you. You broke my heart." Gives him the kiss in the it forehead. Was so was awesome. off the nose. It was, it was, it was, it was awesome. But Fuck I also, you, man. also I don't buy it. Like FP and Jughead's relationship is like the, the cornerstone, one of the cornerstones of this show. And to have it be like that's over seems like ridiculous to me. It's just uh, it wasn't even like a reference to Godfather. It was a reference to Godfather. No, no, but it wasn't even like a, a sneaky reference. Like, oh, I think that's kind of like the Godfather. This was the, like it was a snaky reference. It was a snaky reference. It was. FP stood up, went over to his son, and was like, hello, I'm going to quote The Godfather to you now. Here we go. Oh, it wasn't that He might bad. as well have just pointed to a poster that had The Godfather quote on it. Yeah. Oh, fuck you both. I thought it was awesome. He, and then he walked over to somebody who was like, I made him an offer. Good on I hope your yeah. son is a masculine child. Yeah. yeah. And he's what? like, we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> and he's like, that's not a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> oh, wow. We're all over the place. Anyways, so yeah, his dad... Again, saving Jughead, even though it's going to cost him his sobriety. And, and because of that, we get... I, I, It wasn't totally clear, but I think we pretty much got a double breakup, right? Oh, fuck, fuck yeah. you. I said uh, fuck yeah. I oh, said okay. fuck you. I uh, said fuck you. Okay. It's time was, to shake up these relationships. Uh, fuck that! I was so heartbroken during this. I was so mad. Nope. Are you kidding me? I just want to mention, for those of you listening to the podcast right now, Pete is now standing up. And uh, he's waving his hands around like he has a sword in him. Uh, whatever. I'm just saying that I was really into these relationships and I thought they were a good match and I'm way too invested in it and I know it's ridiculous and I know they're not going to work out, but I was super pissed that they did a double breakup in this episode. I don't know, One Pete. is enough. I'm, don't give me two in one episode. I, we can't take uh, but that. I don't know, Pete. Like, what, what could you possibly think is going to happen? Like, if Archie's broken up and Betty's broken up, like, what could ever take place <laughs> between these two people? Fuck you, man. I think that the dark Betty and the dark-sided Jughead are a beautiful match. What about Archie and Jughead getting together? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Why don't you open your mind, Pete? Yeah. Yeah. All right, fine. Whatever. Uh, I guess I guess you cold-hearted bastards didn't mind the double breakup. It's time to shake it up. This is where we've been going for episodes. I was surprised that it happened so quickly in one episode. I do feel like the reasoning was a little forced. Like I said, it's frustrating to me that it was the typical, oh, I love you, and then the other person says nothing thing. That was why Veronica and Archie ostensibly broke up. And then Betty and Jughead, I actually thought it was a much better reason, that Jughead was like, 
I. It's exactly yeah. what Betty did to him. Betty pushed Jughead away to try to save him, and now right. Jughead's pushing Betty away. But to try I to think save he's him. right because I think whereas Jughead yeah. can get himself out or was trying to get himself out of this thing, get Betty out. can't. Yeah, like psychologically, the way that they've set her up, she is unable to break out of these yeah. things. Yeah, so I think it was very. Brave of Jughead to do that. Right. But the, the thing that for me that feels a little clumsy, heartbreaking though, that feels a little clumsy is like uh, Betty and Jughead already broke up once, then they got back together, and then they break. It's like, and then Veronica. That's and a Archie, typical high school relationship. Yeah, man. Dude. I know. I, I, you're still dating high school people, so it sort of <laughs> makes sense. You, I am. Uh, <laughs> so what I'm saying, it just it did like you said, it did feel like let's get this done in one episode rather than yep. like sort of pace it out over the course. Of <laughs> yeah, the we got to get it ready for the mid season finale. There yeah. you go. Uh, so they do break up at the end of the episode, and then, uh, yeah, we get a little scene. We get a little scene with Archie taking off his shirt, showing off his Dude, 36 way too abs. Much Archie without his shirt off in this episode. Not enough, I say. And he goes to the window, and as the voiceover tells us, sees the girl next door as if for the first time that was through his window. Idea. And that Betty does like a little bit of a double take. Like she sees Archie, rolls her eyes a little bit, and goes off, and then comes and back. Like, Wait. Yeah. Now, she's like, Archie looks like he's gained a couple pounds. I'm glad they didn't do this, but did you think, given that Archie was standing there with his shirt off, staring directly at Betty, that she was going to start doing the striptease dance again? No, I did not think that. I thought so. What? I thought, yeah. And Dude, I, Betty just broke up with Jughead. You think she's. But like, she's looking, the way but, that she's looking as Archie is like. Yeah, like. No, I, she's yeah, like, what do you. Where that would have been I cool thought, to me. That would have been like sort of, a, again, another nod to like yeah. Dark Betty and sort of just like she's in this. She doesn't quite know what she's doing and she's right. not in control no, of herself. No, like dude. that would have And that would also have been very David Lynch, which I'm always down with. No, yeah. dude. dude I, I was, I'm glad they didn't go for it because it would have been a weird, creepy yeah, note to end the episode. But what a great thing we would about. be talking about that. Yeah. Nope. Well, we are talking about it. Yeah, yeah we but are. we didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference between talking about something and not talking about it. Uh, I don't know. It seems like we're still talking about it. All right. Anything. Anything else for the episode you want to talk about, Pete, before you move on? Uh, I This episode broke my heart twice, and it was a painful episode. I'm very sorry. Let's talk about the two things that we always talk about at the end of every podcast episode. First up, let's, let's, do, let's do the Black Hood first. Who, based on this episode, do you think the Black Hood is? Pete, I'm going to go to you first. Fuck. Um, I'm... I'm... <sighs> I still think it's two people. It's the librarian and somebody else. <laughs> wow, that's the chances of that happening are crazy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, Justin, what about you? Uh, I mean, I the, obviously. Well, let's recap what are where are sort of where our guesses. Yeah, are you want to talk about heading a, into the midseason finale? Who we, we think the we possibilities talked are? About uh, Mr. Cooper. Yeah, uh, he knows. Oh, yeah, I feel like it's Mr. Cooper. Mr. Cooper knows Mr. a lot Cooper about Betty, and, and a lot of the sort of Black Hood's motives were focused on Betty and like eliminating her relationships or maybe yeah. But her the, we Jared also talked does about have a solid motive. Well, hold on, we'll get there in a second. So then the other one was Sheriff Keller. We talked yeah. about because he is losing track of justice in the town. So yeah. we thought maybe he'd go around killing people. We also had the theory we talked about last episode that it could be both of them working together, which yeah. I really like. That yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. The other crazy theory that we talked about was uh, it was Cliff Blossom who never really died and basically went through this whole vengeance thing for Jason. To and take Jason back. Blossom, uh, maybe he. Uh, he yeah. Could, could be, be Jason Blossom. Yeah, uh, you guys thought it might be uh, uh, somebody's uh, uh, Luke Perry, you said, or somebody? I, I threw out Luke Perry, yeah. uh, given that Archie, that was sort of the long shot theory that Archie was maybe having a vision. Right. Yeah. Uh, now, actually, one moment we didn't talk about in this episode in regards to the janitor is they spend a lot of time on the janitor this episode, and they also spend a lot of time telling us unequivocally it is definitely not the janitor. Specifically, Archie looks at his eyes and is like, nope, he has different eyes. It's definitely not him. We've talked about before, it could be colored contact lenses. Absolutely. To me, it has to be that because otherwise you would know exactly who it is. (laughs) Right. No no, no character has those crazy. But in terms of the janitor, I think like the reasoning behind him is they spend so much time telling you it's not him this episode that it would be a pretty clear mystery thing of like, oh, it's not that guy. Oh, it is that guy. That would be very cheap. Yes, uh, I, I 100% agree it would be very cheap. I don't put it behind, over the show at this point to pull something like that. It would be a bummer if it does turn out to be him, but 
I, I think based on this episode alone, my theory is that it is the janitor, and it's like a little bit of a double blind type thing. Oh, man. That would be such a bummer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I think it's going to be something we haven't. I feel like this show doesn't. They put pieces on the table so we think it is things. So right. I think it's going to be someone who is has a strong connection to one of the characters, but we don't know who that is. Like that crazy Boy Scout dude who stockpiles guns? Dilton Doily. He's, he's an actual character. Still not Dilton Doily. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Dilton hasn't been around in so many episodes. Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, there we go. Those are a couple of theories for the Black Hood. And let's end the episode talking about Betty or Veronica. Betty or Veronica, which one? Justin. Oh, curveball. I'm going to go with uh, uh, Veronica. Yeah? <laughs> I always choose Veronica. And I got to say. Was it, was it the, the different outfits and the montage in the beginning that no, really that got wasn't you? No, go- that's like something that- like, sort of like it's a weird thing to just admire about someone, just the clothes they wear. Oh. Cool. Uh, Pete, what about you? <laughs> I know. I like the... Uh, I, she's obviously struggling with something. She's struggling with a lot of things in her life. Uh, the other characters are struggling with very different things. She has, like, uh, sort of ice-cold, maybe uh, potentially evil parents at home, <laughs> and she's dealing with her relationship at the same time. Yeah. Pete, what and about you? That she, uh, I uh, am Betty all day. <laughs> day. Well, aren't you disappointed in some of the things she did this episode? Yeah. Yes, but... Uh, you the know, heart perseveres? Yeah, and I think that her dedication to Jughead and in, uh, in a way that she would be willing to join the Serpents says a lot about her character and how much she loves. And did that, you like that she did a snakey dance? That a was creepy. Dance. That was creepy. I didn't like that. But snake dance. I, I did like the fact that she's willing to join a gang for her man. Oh, nice. What cool. gang would you join? Uh, I would your... join any gang for love. Oh, really? <laughs> any gang? That's right. Wow. Watch out. What about a chain gang, Pete? Sure. Okay. I am really disappointed in both Betty and Veronica this episode. I felt like yeah, this they, is were, a tough one. Yeah, they were... Yeah, they were making some real bummer actions going on here. But between the two of them, I, I feel like Betty giving up almost everything for Jughead was too much of a bummer to me. So I, I'm going to go with Veronica you just this episode. I, I, yeah, I feel like at least she's taking some agency. She's going forward. Fuck she's you. doing things. She's making decisions, even if they yeah. are the wrong decisions. I would say Sorry, it's Pete. very surprising that you would choose Betty since she uh, it broke the heart of Jughead, who you love. Dude, it's Betty all day, every day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right but, but Betty is maybe, she's looking at Archie sort of salaciously. Like, I, I can't deal with if that actually happens. I cannot deal with that. I, I would advise you to maybe read a single Archie comic book. <laughs> Never. To learn what is at stake here. <laughs> What's going on? All right, guys. If you like this show and other shows we do, patreon.com slash comic book club to help support them. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. in New York. That's totally free. Come on down, and we will talk about Riverdale and maybe some other stuff. We'll see what happens. Uh, Pete, what else do you want to plug? Friends on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on the show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us at a comic book club live.com. We'll see you back here next week to break down the epic mid season finale. Alex, stay out of that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.